gentlemen it is monday september september 20th yep monday september 20th we are live in the great iron zeros podcast studios i'm your host lucas scott with my co-host al scott uh also episode 20 on episode september 20 2 baby on september 2 oh shit i didn't even catch that yeah nice. that's that's fun uh, beautiful. All right. Well, we got a beautiful Monday uh, in the Motor City as the Lions are taking on the Packers tonight. It's our first ever uh, podcast where we're going to be recording during the game and doing it in between quarters. As Lucas was introing, I was uh, slamming about half my Bud Light Tall Boy. Yeah. So we're, we're pre-gaming a little bit over here. Lucas cooking some Korean chicken wings. I'm very excited oh, for this. Yeah. We're going to have a good old time. It's going to be good. Yes. Lions Packers tonight. Uh, and we're also going to be recapping the entire week two of the NFL. So stick around and uh, let's get into it, baby. Let's get it. Um, Al, what did you want to talk about after the second week? Uh, I want to talk about some surprise 2-0 and teams um you know there's a couple teams looking at the standings like the rams the niners the buccaneers like those are teams that you expect them to be 2-0 right now and it makes sense that they are they're playing really well but there's a couple surprises on here um at this point in the season uh i got three teams yeah uh my first one carolina panthers uh shocking yeah i i mean i guess their their matchups haven't been anything too ferocious oh, with the uh, well, we gotta be real, you know, <laughs> with with the Jets and uh, yesterday they took down. Actually, yesterday's was kind of surprising. The Saints yeah, game, they, I, it was surprising in the way that it was done. Yeah, that, that was like the lowest amount of points the Saints have scored in probably a decade. I yeah, mean, it was like it, it was it was uh, an ass whooping right after the Saints handed out an ass whooping. I know uh, it sounds like Christian McCaffrey had a little bit of an injury thing uh, later in the game, but uh, I mean. It seems like everything Matt Rule's doing right now with Sam Darnold and their receiving core, the hey, running game, all seems solid. Sam Darnold looks like a Matthew Staff- a young Matthew Stafford if he would have gotten out of Detroit years ago. Well, he's finally got a competent coach, exactly. competent weapons, and like their defense actually looks pretty decent too. So uh Carolina Panthers definitely stick oh, out to me. Great yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh they stick out to me as the most shocking. 2-0 team. Uh, the other two teams I got, though. Uh, I got to say, yeah, you I am astonished that the Oakland Raiders, or I'm sorry, excuse me, Las Vegas Raiders are 2-0. Well, they were they were going to be one of the teams I, I talked about for sure. Uh, I mean, just because of their opponents, right? That That's the thing. Two extremely solid wins. And their week one game, we were recording our episode before it went right on. Before. I think we were both kind of talking about, eh, it's probably not going to be that exciting of a game. Yeah. That game was one of the craziest finishes to a game yeah. I've seen in a long time. Like the Just the turnovers and the madness in overtime and the, the Raiders the thought was, they won, but they, they Carr throws a pick yeah. the next play after a penalty. That pick was so funny. Yeah. I yeah. was cracking up. And it's just so, it was so... Derek Carr, like you know, it wasn't his fault, but you could just tell if they would have lost that way, 
he was getting blamed for it. Derek Carr's getting his flowers right now uh, from everybody, everybody in the media. Him. Yeah, everyone's definitely uh, thinking that this. He's finally starting to that narrative of like, oh, is John Gruden like not satisfied with him? And you know, when are they going to move off him? This is the first time since Gruden's been here that I really feel like people are actually saying, uh, no, he's he's playing really great, and uh, yeah, he's earned it now. He's earned his flowers. I mean, he was he was fine before. He played great last year too. At the end of the year. Yeah, but they're two and zero right now against the Ravens and Steelers. I feel like shocking. That, I feel like that was his thing. You know, like he had great stats when the football did not matter. You know, like when it came down to games that they had to win, he wasn't there. He's playing great through two games this year, and they're they're playing against opponents that in the past they're not beaten. And a little little tease for later in the episode, but I got another Raider that we're going to talk about a, a receiver who's really been a. A part of the offense, like in a in a major way so far uh, this season, but not nah, with Henry Ruggs has looked much much better than last year for sure. He's had it, he, especially the last game. He had a couple deep catches, and he's finally being utilized. Kind of just that that deep threat where he's like just he's fast as fuck. He's faster than anyone out there. Just let him let him just Tyree run down as fast as he can, like a Tyreek Hill, and bomb it to him. And uh, Darren Waller's looking good. Josh Jacobs has been injured, and I left him in my lineup this Sunday because Daddy was hungover and trying to get, get over a bachelor party. So yeah. didn't quite have enough time to change my lineup and take him out. But now the Raiders were—they've uh, been a surprise so far for sure. Uh, last team, yeah, uh, keeping it in division, Denver Broncos. Uh, know. You know, it's it's one. I feel like it's one of those teams that is shocking, but it shouldn't be. Well, their their schedule. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Giants game. We both were in agreement that the Giants should have won this yeah. game. It's it's kind of bullshit that the Giants didn't win. It's, it's the Giants have looked terrible the first two weeks. Horrible. Uh, the Jaguars. I think you could say that the Broncos that they should beat them. Where you know the Jaguars picked number one in the draft. They're yeah. rookie head coach. I mean, yeah, they, that's that's the a game they should win. That team though worked pretty high. Going. Well, you know, when, when they trade for Teddy Bridgewater and they don't – the Aaron Rodgers thing well, never came to it. fruition. Jacksonville. I was oh, giving okay. Denver some credit with that one too. I feel like any 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 game where you shut down somebody the way that they shut down that offense, it's impressive. They picked on Trevor Lawrence. They did. They crushed him. I'm sure we'll get into more rookie quarterback yes. talk in a little bit here. But, uh, but, yeah, it's like they make these moves like trading for Teddy Bridgewater – Take Patrick Sertain in the first round and pass on some of these quarterbacks. It's like they're making moves Sertain where it's like, had a great game. I know, I know. And it, you know, it's you look at that team and you're like, they have a lot of solid, good players. It might not yeah. be the sexiest roster when you first think of the Broncos, but like with a competent quarterback, which Teddy Bridgewater is, he's just he's Mr. Game, game Manager. Yeah. And like, that's not always the worst thing in the world. I mean, the no. Chiefs with Alex Smith, he was like an elite game manager and they, they never won a Super Bowl, but they definitely got to the playoffs quite a few years with him, and he had some nice stats, and they were relevant while he was there. That's true. And, you know, when you look at the AFC West, we were talking about teams that it shouldn't be a surprise they're 2-0. I mean, the Raiders and the Broncos are 2-0. The Chiefs are sitting here 1-1 uh-huh. one after last and night. the Chargers are 1-1. Uh, the two it's teams, which teams, everyone yeah. would pegged to be in front it's right now. Yeah. It's early, I it's know. Early. But these are the teams that surprised me, and there's just a lot to like about about all of them right now. So uh, what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about the uh, quarterback that the Broncos picked on yesterday, uh, along with the other four uh, rookie quarterbacks that were taken within 
what the top 15 picks yeah i, I think yeah i think mac jones was the last uh qb yeah, 15 so let's let's just go down the list here so um trevor lawrence yesterday he goes 14 for 33 a 42.4 uh, per uh completion percentage 118 yards we're gonna kick you in the teeth 118 yards let me say that one more time 118 yards on oh, 33 oh that's come on one touchdown to marvin jones uh and then two picks as long as past 25 yards his rating was 37.2 who marvin jones right now uh he's as far as fantasy and stuff goes like uh, out of all the jaguars receivers I'd say he's probably the safest lock right now. Like he's looking, oh, yeah. he's looking like that safety blanket we've been talking about. He's just like one hundred percent. The other guys are good, but kind of younger. DJ Shark, I'm surprised isn't more the safety blanket guy. Yeah, Marvin Jones seems like him. Oh, but, good. Uh, <laughs> uh, so far, sorry about that. Trevor Lawrence has four touchdown passes. He's got five interceptions. Well, you know, Lucas, uh, Peyton Manning's rookie year, yeah. he had uh, blah, blah, blah interceptions, and he was in the Hall of Fame. And I feel like that's that's is, every That's every analyst's take when they hear Trevor Lawrence. I feel Urban. like Urban Meyer, I was so high up on this team, and now I'm, like, starting to sit back. I'm like, why was I so high? Well, hold on. We can't, we can't, we can't talk about the Jags and Urban Meyer and not acknowledge the fact that there are already rumors circulating that he's going to leave and take the USD job at the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, like – it's crazy, but Urban it's Meyer. Week two. I mean, Urban dude, Meyer's a crazy guy, dude. It's just, it's the most overreaction lost, Sunday ever. He lost one game and then immediately said he was not available to the media. He's like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. This is insane, you fool. Is the worst at taking losses. Well, he does. He doesn't take them. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's why he I doesn't mean, know how to deal with this. Well, and neither does Trevor Lawrence. Well, it was the biggest concern for Urban Meyer. I mean, Trevor Lawrence. He, he's he's one player. You understand if he, you know, yes, one hundred percent. He probably can understand if he comes in and hey, we're not going to win a ton right now, but later we might. And the whole narrative about Urban Meyer was how is he going to handle winning? And so far, it's been a completely valid criticism. Yeah. Who's next? Um. Well, let's talk about the guy who threw. Just one last interception yesterday, uh, Zach Wilson, who threw uh, 19 completions out of 33 attempts, 210 yards, uh, zero touchdowns, four, count one, two, three, four interceptions. That's really bad. <laughs> the New England Patriots. That's really bad. Um, so, yeah, no, not good. Uh, he now has two touchdowns to – Five interceptions, still searching for the first win. He's been sacked ten times. You know, there's also a uh, a rumor floating out there right now too that uh, that Denzel Mims apparently is on the trade block already. He was a rookie last year. Who is that? Exactly. And well, he was a he was a high second round pick receiver who was arguably a first rounder. I mean, they just this is just the most Jets shit ever. It's just it's the same old Jets. I mean, I don't know. I, hmm. it, it's. We were really encouraged by Zach Wilson's performance in the preseason in week one. He looked all right. Yeah, he looked pretty good, but this was just a – we kind of called it last week, too. We are, you know, I think that's why I took the Patriots in our uh, in our follow the money segment is because Bill's record against rookie quarterbacks is, like, he unbelievable. It's unbelievable. He kills them. And, and they're always throwing 
that amount of picks. And I mean, we should have just seen this from a mile away. I mean, the yeah. Jets rookie quarterback, especially. Yeah. I mean, 100%. give me a break. Um, the other thing to know: all four of his picks, there were some bad throws. No recorded pressure. There were some bad throws. No recorded pressure on all four of his picks, which, like, that is just that's a tough pill to swallow. I know you're kind of going down the line here with like who was drafted when, but like, how since we're just on this game, how did Mac Jones look on the other side of the ball? I do want to go down the line. All right, we'll get to Mac leave Jones. it alone. Leave it um, Trey Lance yesterday didn't take a snap. Moving on, nice. Uh, Justin Fields came in um, after Andy Dalton. Here's a little conspiracy theory, uh, theory for you. Um, so Andy Dalton starts week two. They're winning, I think, maybe 7 nothing. Um, and then Andy Dalton uh, is running, and it looks like he kind of pulls, maybe tweaks something, runs out of bounds. Justin Fields comes in. Um, I did not see what he ended up doing with uh, – with his time, but I, I think it was short-lived. Uh, he ended up going 6 for 13, 46% completion, 60 yards, and a pick. Almost got strip-sacked and lost the fumble, and if he would have lost the fumble, that's a different game because it, it was a scooping score for the Bengals. So I, he made a tremendous dive on the ball. This is really the only play that I saw him make yesterday. But he made a tremendous dive for the ball and saved a touchdown. So props to him there, but a little underwhelming on uh, on the stat sheet. I think Andy Dalton did end up coming back in, but I think he again left after that. Right, right now, it sounds like Andy Dalton's going to be out for a couple of weeks. My conspiracy theory is that he's actually not that injured, but Matt Nagy's like, nah, Andy, Andy just. We don't want to lose you for the entire hey, season. Let uh, let Justin come on in, and we'll get you back in later. Yeah, well, but as the, most of these stories go, if Justin Fields plays decently well at all, oh, yeah. then Andy Dalton. I think this is again. Matt Nagy using the excuse to play Justin Fields. If I'm Andy Dalton, I'm not buying that shit for a second. Yeah. I'm not buying that at all. But, yeah, I mean uh, – I, He's got a tough test next week. Justin Fields, if he does play, he's got to go play the Cleveland Browns. So I believe in Cleveland too. If he, uh, I said to you earlier, if he if he just looks decent against one of the best teams in the NFL on paper, the Browns, like it's going to be pretty hard to take him out. Uh yeah, yeah, no, it definitely will be. This is zombie. You do. Um, I mean, I can't really. I feel like you can't really take anything away from this game. His interception from what I heard was pretty bad. Bad throw. Um, bad read in general. But you obviously like there's going to be growing pains with all these guys. You know, with all these guys, there's going to be growing pains. Um, there, I feel like... Hey man, he didn't throw four interceptions. I mean, you I know. Feel like <laughs> like, college, could, could have been worse. I feel honestly. Like these rookie quarterbacks are just not finding out the level of speed that these corners in the NFL have. It's just a completely hey, different beast. Hey, hey. Welcome to the NFL. Welcome to the big league kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I feel like you can't really take too much away from him playing against the Bengals. They almost blew it. 
we're going to kick you in the teeth. But, uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully he doesn't shit the bet against uh, Cleveland next week. Uh, well, I mean, I kind of hope he does. But So we got one more quarterback, right? One more quarterback. Um, the one who actually seems to be doing the best, and that's Mac Jones. Um, it's, it's funny, dude. Like, when – I hear Mac Jones, like, you know, I know, I know he's doing well and it's, it's just one of those things where there are those narratives around the draft, right. Where it's like, he's the most pro ready. You can put him in your lineup. And like, this is all based on, you know, ESPN jabronis, just like, yeah. like projecting what they think. And sometimes they're accurate. Sometimes Some, they're not, you know, it's like, it's rumors, you know, you pick and choose what's they are far more qualified than us to be talking about this yeah. stuff. But you know, it's that, this is one of those cases where so far, with the Patriots, with Bill Belichick, with this team that's like a good team, like they're kind of right. I mean, yeah. he is kind of the guy that's like he's he checks a lot of boxes. He's a perfect fit. They let Cam go for a reason. Like it's he's 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 fine. So he's in week fine. one, he goes twenty nine for thirty nine, a seventy five percent completion percentage, which is super high, super great. Two hundred eighty one yards, one touchdown, no picks, got sacked once, ends up with a one hundred two point six rating. Phenomenal. For, like for a really debut good. game, too, against, against a good Dolphins team. They ended team. up losing it, yeah. I mean, a solid, solid Miami Dolphins defense. They didn't perform to expectations yesterday, but that's not uh, neither here nor there. Um, they ended up losing the game. was on him, from my understanding. I believe the running back fumbled on like on the goal line, uh, and that lost him the game. But um, yesterday he goes 22 for 30, 186 yards. Again, 74% completion percentage. No, no touchdowns, but no picks. He's not turning the ball over. He got sacked three times, which you know probably isn't ideal. But he's also you know not forcing any throws out there. But seriously though, man, I mean, if that's just like his first two like games, like he's he's just gonna get better. Yeah, as time goes oh, on. Oh yeah, and, like he's doing that in game two. Yeah, and they're winning. You know, like he doesn't even have to throw the ball in that game. They went twenty-five to six. Like they killed him. So I mean, like. uh you know, I feel like this narr- the narrative for a quarterback this year is look what happens. Uh, you know, like a quarterback who's on a bad team should never be blamed ever again. <laughs> yeah. That should be the narrative this year. You look at Matthew Stafford, who went from Detroit, and everybody, uh, you know, frowns on him because he plays for Detroit. He goes to L.A., Everybody's like, wow, this guy's actually really good. I didn't know how good Matthew Stafford yeah. was. Sam Darnold goes from New York to Carolina. Look at that. The guy is lighting uh, both his opponents. He lit both of the opponents up. He had great games against both opponents. Uh, Mac Jones, last quarterback taken out of his top five, but is doing the best out of all of them. Well, maybe pretty soon here we'll be able to make the same statement for Justin Fields if he keeps playing because, you know, I know we – We'd love to shit on the Bears because we hate the Bears, but they have been a playoff team the last couple of years, and they've got a playoff caliber roster. So, I mean, their receiving core is not great besides Allen Robinson, but it it should be the same argument. You put him in, and you should be able to win a lot of games, and he should be playing well. It's what happened with Tua last year too, right? Because they they bench Fitzpatrick at like the halfway point in the year pretty much, and Tua comes in and – yeah, he didn't light it up. I know he's got a, a lot of critics right now. I know he's just – he's not the sensation that people were thinking he would be as of right now. But, like – He also looks like he's going to be out for a while. Well, to this point, he is – he hasn't played so bad that it's, like, you know, a, a huge problem. It's, like, he's played 
decent because he has a decent supporting cast. Yeah, and that's, absolutely. That's definitely an argument you could at least make for him. Like, I know he has not been Patrick Mahomes, but, like. You got to think about how, how many guys in the league are Patrick Mahomes. Right. Two, three, maybe. Yeah, it's the smallest. So, I mean, like, uh, if you can get a guy like Mac Jones who can just manage your game and win you games, you're looking phenomenal. Like, that's solid. If you can just build everything else around him, you don't have to worry about him. Well, we ready to move on? Yes. We'll uh, go to our next segment here. Follow the money. Uh, all right, it's follow the money, uh, everybody. Guess what? I went one and two again last week. Or no? No, no, no. Yeah, no. You I'm have sorry. you went zero oh, and three last week. First week, and then uh, went one and two this past. Look at me when you're talking to me. I will not look anybody in the eyes. I'm guaranteeing three and zero this week. Um, wow. If I don't go three and zero this week, I will eat a crow live on you. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What? All right. Well, I'm gonna put a beer on it, and you'll take a TikTok slamming a Bud Light or something. Okay. Deal. Lucas uh, Lucas has to go three and zero this week. Otherwise, on the podcast uh, TikTok, he will have to slam an entire Bud Light. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy for him to do, but but there's got to be some some repercussion. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I go one and two. You went two and one. Two and one, uh, and I went one and two last week. So I'm sitting at an even three and three right now. Time. Yeah. Well, I am currently. Uh, Speaking of the actual money that we are following, uh, I'm exactly at $200, uh, like money won. So yeah. I'm dead even right now. Yeah, dead even. Uh, Lucas is down $170 yeah, right now. Not great. He has walked away with uh, $30 worth of money and uh, lost 170 Yeah. All right. Not good. So not we have. Uh, good. Three, uh, we have three types of bets the uh, spread over under and money line. We have three values, uh, for each one of those $55, $30, and $15. Uh, we're going to start out with the spreads. So at the $55 tier, it's Seattle minus one on the road against Minnesota. Oh man, yeah, gotta love that. Last two games, Minnesota, yeah. Um, the $30 tier, we have uh, are they real? Is it real? Um, Las Vegas minus five at home against Miami. Mm, okay, I like that too. Uh, and for the $15 one, ee, wow, that's a big spread. Denver at home against the New York Jets minus 11. This is awesome. a big number for Denver. That's, that's really big. Uh, the over-unders at the $55 tier, the spicy game of the week. I think it's Sunday Night Football. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the LA Rams, 54 and a half. That might be game of the year. That should be game of the year, 100%. Uh, $30 tier, Indianapolis at Tennessee, uh, AFC South matchup. First one of the year for them. Um, that one is set at 50 points for the $15 tier. This one can so easily go either way. Arizona at Jacksonville, 52. Okay. Uh, for the money line, we have Green Bay on the road. I think this one, this one might actually be Sunday Night Football. Green Bay is plus one eighty money line on the road against San Francisco. Wait, so the the 
Rams game isn't Sunday Night Football? I don't think so. I think it's actually at 4.30. Why are you watching the shit-ass Packers on Sunday Night Football? Well, it's because it's the Packers. They get every freaking primetime game possible. That's really boring. Okay. Um, $30 one. This one is spicy, bro. I can't believe they're dogs. Philadelphia plus 180 on the road in Dallas. Oh, my God. Uh, and then finally, the one that is stretching it out, something's got to give. The Atlanta Falcons are plus 160 on the road against the New York Giants. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. You can make an argument for that. Yeah, one. you could. You yeah. could. Uh, all right. So you. The Falcons uh, haven't been. Well, actually, never mind. The Eagles embarrass them. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Um, all right. So. Shouldn't, I'm sorry, but shouldn't the person with just the lead be going first? All right. That's fair. You know, like, like what's yeah. my reward? Besides, you know, yeah. a bunch of money, I guess. Uh, all right, well, pick one. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm gonna ride it, dude. Let's go with Las Vegas. Hello. Oh, wow. I Let's like take money. Las Vegas uh, thirty dollar bet uh, mm-hmm. minus five minus uh, five at home against yeah. the Dolphins. No Tua, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Percet's not. No, yeah, he looked horrible. Okay. <laughs> he looked absolutely terrible. Okay. Well, they yeah, they didn't score a point. No. So, yeah. Uh, I think Vegas is probably, f- like, feeling themselves right now. Derek Carr. Uh, it, weirdly, he is also day-to-day right now. I guess he had a oh, really? injury or something. So, he, he'll play. He'll play. Right. But, uh, now Vegas is feeling themselves. They're, they're riding high after two big wins. And uh, they're at home. Uh, you you could hear from the broadcast of uh, Monday Night Football when they had the Ravens in their new building how loud it was. They're going to yeah. go ape shit. Though they got a two and team against a questionable Dolphins team right now. Uh, so give me uh, give me Vegas. Start All off. Right. I like that pick. Yeah, you are riding with that team this year. Yeah, I've I've had them in um, in our pools. Uh, I think both weeks so far. So yeah, Absolutely. I like them right now. Uh, I am going to I'm going to turn the season around. I think this is an automatic lock. Tampa Bay on the road against the LA Rams, 54 and a half. Give me your entire mortgage on the over in this game. That is a personal Lucas Scott guarantee. That that's that's a good pick. Yeah. Literally I mean, put everything that you own on this over. I think Tampa Bay has scored 30, 30. How much did they score against Dallas? They were oh in Dallas, uh they were they were in the 30s, but yesterday against they the Falcons, they were in the 40s. Games. Yeah, they because they had two pick sixes. They're they're the highest scoring offense in the league yeah. right now. So no, and they're counting it, and then but the Rams are too. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Rams defense not as good as everybody thinks they are. They have Aaron Donald. They have Aaron. They're, they're automatically let great. You, let me tell you, they got two players on that defense that are easily the best at their position: Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, I used to hate that guy. No, I still hate him. After watching him play a little bit, that guy backs it up. Yeah, he's just so annoying, though. He is annoying, one hundred percent. But yeah, that's that's a that's the lock of the century right there. Nope, I uh, that's super easy lock. Uh, and again, game of the week gonna be really good. Uh, all right, well for my uh, my second bet here, um, why don't we let's do the uh, let's do the Seattle. Minnesota. I really, I really like that one. Too. Yeah, I mean the Seahawks. Uh, why they, that is a one point? Why that's a pick them? Stunning. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 Vikings are one of the more snake bitten teams in the. They in put the, up a good fight against Arizona. I'll give them that. 
They just, well, well, yeah, but that's but that's being snake bitten, right? Yeah. So they just they literally missed the kick to, yeah. to win the game. Yeah. Uh, they they started off bad last year. Yeah, why can't they do it again? Yeah. Seattle's Seattle, honest God, they should easily be two and out because they were dominating Tennessee. They blew yeah, they made like a ferocious comeback. They're gonna they're not gonna let that happen. Well, I mean, it, you can you can argue who's going to win the game. You can make an argument for either team, I guess, right now. But like the fact that it's a it's a one point spread, yeah, is just ludicrous. So it just ludicrous. makes no sense. So I'm feeling a little spicy, and you know what? I'm going to take Philadelphia on the road to win outright in Dallas. I like that. I mean, I think the Cowboys are so fraudulent. It's crazy. Well, okay, but like, let me ask though. You're sitting here. Proclaiming that you're going to go three and zero, and that's time to you know change the the course of your season, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're making a spicy pick involving the Eagles and Cowboys. I mean that's that's as unsure of a game as it gets. I'm just throwing it out there. Do whatever you want, mm-hmm. but I'm just if you really want I'm to, cor- to it. course I, correct I, I, here. You know the uh, the Eagles week one they beat this absolute piss out of the Falcons. Rightfully so. I think that team sucks. And I really picked this team to suck too. I had them winning one game this year. Right. But you know what? They've put up a, a much larger fight in these games than I thought they would. But so far, so far, Dallas looks miles better than them. Like, mm. I. Well, their opponents have been better. They played the Bucks, and it was a one score game. Yeah. They Dak looked really good in the first game. It was horrible. He did not look good in the second game, but between Zeke and Tony Pollard, they got it done. Defense, obviously questionable, but they they they're playing good football right now. And the Eagles, like, I think they just had they're they're kind of just like a little like you know pop gun team. Like they had like a a nice week one win, and it was kind of a surprise. But the Falcons are kind of shitty too. And then you know good competition comes to town with the Niners, and yeah, they're not going to win. You know what? You talked me out of it. I got to go three and all. I'm taking the Indianapolis uh, Colts and Tennessee Titans over at 50 points. Hello. All right, I like that. I like, I like that. Money. I like that more. <laughs> yes. Yes. Don't don't ride with the Eagles. Yeah. Don't ride with the Eagles. 100%. Good Iron Zeros podcast. Uh, fuck Nick Sirianni. We do not like him. No, fuck him. We do not like him. All right, well, my last one here. Uh, I think it's still – I want the Arizona-Jacksonville over. Um, Arizona offense has been really good so far. Defense has also been pretty good. Uh, Jaguars, uh, they're going to have struggle bus and try and get this win, but yeah. uh, I, I think there'll just be a lot of points. I think. Interesting. So, uh, I, yeah, you know, with the bets left, I have the most confidence in that one. I'm not saying it's a surefire thing, but if I had to take a pick from what's left, that's what I would do. We're staying away from the money lines this week. God, I actually I love the Green Bay one too, and you know what? I would like that one in now. Because after tonight, it's gonna go, it's gonna skyrocket down. After they uh, hammer the Lions, yes. Um, but I can't, I cannot take Atlanta on the road. You can't do it. Just if you're trying to go three and zero, you can't take bad teams. I know. Can't do it. But that one is so spicy. Spicy. Spicy for you right now equals uh, one win, five <laughs> losses, and a total <laughs> loss of one hundred and seventy dollars in the year. So. Uh, I think Zach Wilson sees ghosts for the second week in a row, and Denver 
God, that's such a big spread. I really screwed myself over with these last picks. Um, I'd, honestly, I'd probably with the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I gonna lie. So. But I mean, oh, God, points is so much. Look, they got to beat the Jets by two scores. Yeah, I mean, they can do that. Well, you know, you, you would think that the uh, Cleveland Browns would cover the spread against the Texans, but they couldn't do that. Not a whole lot of teams can cover two two possession, two touchdown spreads. Well, that's where the Lions are yeah. at tonight, which is uh, why I, I – Scott, I would freaking take the Lions on the spread. I did take them on the spread oh, tonight. It's a little, nice. little side action off the podcast. but Love yeah, that. yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, let's talk – Wait, did you did you lock in your last one? Yeah, lock it in. It's it's Denver. Hello. I I can only take you Denver to cover eleven point spread at home against the Jets, or I can take the Atlanta Falcons to win outright against the Giants at on the road. All right, Lucas has got Denver fifteen dollar bet. I Uh, have to. Yeah, totally understandable. Uh, Love the overs this week though. Um, Okay, so now we have a a weird side point in the show. Are we going to do fantasy? At this point, or are we going to go into our lines? No, what, let's let's just do fantasy, uh, and then we'll talk about the lines throughout the night. Uh, progressively getting drunker, probably, but okay, yeah, we'll do that. Sounds good. All right. All right. Well, uh, first guy I want to talk about. Really, I want to talk about Cooper Cup for a little bit, but you know, obviously, it's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. He's the number one receiver in fantasy yeah. right now because he's got Stafford slinging it, but. Uh, I'm going to go for some more lower key guys that maybe we're going to start seeing more, more and more production from as the teams uh, progress through the season here. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, there's a guy that I'm kind of watching, uh, Brian Edwards, wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, he, in training camp, had a pretty good amount of buzz, and uh, he's a, he's a young guy. I'm not sure if he's a rookie this year or not, but he's a he's a super young guy. And uh, he was getting a lot of buzz that Derek Carr was really comfortable throwing to him. And he was kind of outshining Henry Ruggs a little bit in camp, which is this guy was like a fifth, sixth round pick. To my knowledge, he was oh, a yeah. much lower end draft pick. So interesting. Uh, but anyway, through two games, he's got uh, game one against the Ravens. He had four receptions, uh, 81 yards, no touchdown. He had that touchdown that overtime game that got turned back uh, because that was, it was just short of the end zone. So mm-hmm. That one got turned away, so he would have more points there. Uh, yesterday against Pittsburgh, a um, little bit less, three targets or three receptions uh, for 40 yards, no touchdowns. But the reason I'm bringing him up is because I feel like he's just he's one of those players that as the Raiders, if they continue to get hot and play well and keep scoring, he's going to become a security blanket player based on everything that yeah. we kind of heard about. And he, like, that last drive in that week one game, when, like, they were getting ready to – put the dagger in for overtime. Like even on the driver, they're trying to tie it up to get into overtime. Like he was getting like the ball a good amount. Like he was like, definitely like a big part of that. Those drives. It's shocking that, you know, he's putting up those kind of numbers considering that Derek Carr targets Darren Waller 95% of the time. <laughs> right. Right. And you know, I know Henry Ruggs had a, he had a huge day yesterday against the Steelers. Uh, and, He's we talked about earlier. He's he's just more of that deep threat that he's just boomer bust home yeah, run kind of player. 100%. I look at Edwards and based on what I've seen so far, I think again if he continues to get more targets and more involved in the offense, he's just gonna be more of that check down first first second down kind of throws, not just this huge home run hitter. So he's right. someone I think you should just watch for a little bit here. Interesting. 
Okay. My uh, my first one is uh, how about KJ Osborne? You're gonna have to walk me through who that is. Exactly. This guy's roster, rostered in 1.1% of leagues. He really got sleep. But in the Jeez. first game of the season, he put up 14.6. In the second game, he put up 20.1. He got nine targets in the first game, seven catches for 76 yards. Second game, he had six targets, five catches, 91 yards, and a touchdown. Which team is he on? This guy's on Minnesota. Okay. Okay. You think about that receiving core? Justin Jefferson, Adam, Adam Thielen, Irv like, Smith's decent at tight end, Dalvin Cook's in the passing game. He has uh, what you deem Antonio Brown syndrome. Oh, yeah, okay. You know, like he is – he's being left behind and he's taking advantage of it. Which, you know, speaking of, no need to dig up the fact that I recommended AB <laughs> last week and uh, he was not nearly as good. You, you got caught up in the uh, I'm going to get everybody the ball. But I did. Not week. I did. Um, situation with Tom Brady. Who Mike Evans? I mean, that guy had a game on Sunday. So did Gronk. Gronk, you know, he seems to be the consistent there. It's funny. My uh, my best player on my fantasy team right now is Gronk, which is pathetic. So KJ Osborne is your uh, KJ Osborne. I mean, uh, and you know what? He's going up against Seattle, who just gave up uh, a lot of points to Julio Jones. I personally love when the Vikings lose games, especially ones like this week where they should have won. Uh, that always makes me happy. But you can you can't argue that they're going to score points. No, like they're yeah. they're going to try and tooth and nail fight to the end of every game. Yeah. Kirk Cousins actually had a pretty good day yesterday. I think he's been okay on the year so far. But see I, again, like Seattle's defense, like they're not phenomenal. Like Kirk Cousins is going to be able to move the ball against them. Especially in a non-primetime game at home. I know that we just talked about, you know, it's it's going to be Seattle who wins the game, but they're going to score points 100%. All right, who's your next guy? All right, uh, I got one more guy this week. Um, I'm positive this week. We're in positive players nice. here. Uh, here's a guy who uh, blew his week one numbers out of the water and um, legitimately was one of the best fantasy backs this week. Uh <laughs> Tony Pollard yeah. for the Cowboys. Um, I'm sure he's been scooped up in a lot of leagues at this point. Even when we were drafting later in uh, August, early September, it was you know all the rankings actually had him moderately high. And obviously Zeke's like a top five guy, yeah. but like every every Zeke owner. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, that that's why I'm that's why I'm bringing him up is because like yesterday the passing game for the Cowboys, uh, it wasn't it. Oh. Uh, Dak didn't have a single touchdown. I think he just had a pick. Just the one pick, 237 um, yards, guys sucked. And they ran it well against the Chargers, who have a pretty decent offensive line, especially with Bosa. But uh, defensive, line. defensive line with Bosa. Um, no, nah, but I, I think we just – I think we're going to start seeing more of a, of a split carry system with these two guys. I know that it's it, – it feels weird to even say it just because for the, his whole time in the league, Zeke has just been RB1. He's one of the few guys. Yeah. Hey, are we talking about another man's job? It might be Zeke. I hate to say it, but he's looked bad. He's looked horrible this year. He's he's looked straight up bad. Like he's yeah. he's definitely been declining for like the last year or two. But I got comfortable after he got the bag. Sure. Yeah. 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 
put on a couple LBs. He's looking as big as me with the hoodie the out crop, there, man. The crop top. <laughs> crop yeah. top don't look good no more. Well, Tony Pollard's hungry. He wants to get more carries. He's going to get them. And uh, the Cowboys, you know, they're they're just one of those teams, too, that they're going to be in a fucking shootout every week. So if you uh, if you can get them, you trade for them. If you got them on your roster, just, just play them. That's, that's, that would be my suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. All right. My last player, um, I feel like this was kind of shocking through two weeks, but I think he is going to plummet uh, moving forward. Brandon Cooks. How about Brandon Cooks? Well, he – uh, yeah, week one he was pretty good. Five for 132. Yeah. 18.2 points in the ESPN standard. Week two, nine for 78. He hit 14 targets uh, and a touchdown. 22.8 in the ESPN standard. Um, I don't know how many of those – I would assume actually a decent amount of that came after Tyrod went out because Tyrod went out in the first half. Yeah, well, that's that's the big question mark with him now. It's that he's got Davis Mills, uh, yeah, throwing to him he's for got Davis Mills a couple weeks. Him. Here are his next three opponents. He's at home against Carolina. Okay, it's Carolina shut down New Orleans Saints. Yeah, that's offense. gonna be a loss. Uh, they're at, on the road in Buffalo, who just put up a thirty-five to nothing game against Miami. A much better team than Houston. And then they're at home against New England. Who just shut down the New York Jets twenty-five to six? You know, we were talking about it before the show started that we were kind of giving Houston their flowers. They've been a little bit better than maybe we were giving 100%. them credit for, but uh, that's a really tough schedule. Uh, Tyrod was very solid starter so far, and um, let's give Tyrod his flower. I know this is a fantasy football segment, right? And I know we're talking about Brandon Cooks. Let's give Tyrod his flowers real quick. Well, he came into a horrible team and played came decent. In- Played his heart out too. It was fun watching him go up against Cleveland and try to do something. A little bit know? of a revenge tour, exactly. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Time? How about that tour though? Because you would have had you would have had him Cleveland and then Buffalo like two weeks later. Yeah. What if you got the Chargers on the schedule? It'd be spicy. You know, it'd be fun. <laughs> the team, the team that almost killed him. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> People forget that he literally got stabbed in the lung by a doctor. In LA, and that's how Justin Herbert got the starting job. <laughs> that guy's as snake bitten as the team he currently plays for. Oh yeah, my god! Well, I like it, man. Uh, I like our I like our fantasy guys this week. I, I couldn't really tell if you're super negative on Brandon Cooks right now. I, I just... am. I, I don't think he's going to continuously put up the numbers he's putting up. He's averaging twenty points in the ESPN standard league, and that's top ten. Like that's very solid and. Moving forward, you look at his schedule, you look at who he's got throwing uh, the ball, it, it's not sustainable. Next, Just watch, knowing our fantasy luck next week, we're going to come back. Davis Mills looks yeah. like the, the, the Davis. Davis Mills goes for 455. He looks touchdowns. better than like Justin Herbert and like Trevor Lawrence and, yeah. and shit. Like he's, all, yeah. all the rookie quarterbacks are just bowing down on Davis Mills now. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, all right, well, I guess there's nothing else to do but to watch this Monday night football game, baby. Our only primetime game besides Thanksgiving, which we don't count. Yeah, we'll check in a little bit here. Uh, I'm going to get about four more Bud Lights in my system. and um, start smashing some chicken wings. Yep, eat some chicken wings and uh, watch Aaron Rodgers just beat the piss out of Detroit. So, whoop, whoop. Talk to you later. Let's go! End of first quarter recap. Here we go. Three, two, one. All right. Just watch the first quarter. It's currently 7-7. The Lions have their second drive. 
lot, but let's start out with the opening drive. Yeah, Lions took it right down the field and scored. Uh, it was mega efficient. Uh, it looked really good. Quintez Cephas caught a super nice catch for 46 yards. Beautiful dime from Goff. That, that third down play was sensational to watch. Goff felt a little bit of pressure, but then realized that there was no real threat. Dropped back, re got his composure back, and then threw a beautiful ball to Cephas. We've had super good protection. Super so far. good protection. Um, so yeah, they punch it on the first drive. Cephas uh, gets left on the side of the end zone. Goff throws a great ball. Cephas with a couple great catches. He's three part of the game plan so far. Three catches already in the first quarter. Yeah. So looking good. Uh, Green Bay does answer though. They they go right down the field. And I mean, Aaron uh, Jones gets a touchdown. Swiss cheese. Yeah, well, uh, amazingly, uh, there's been more penalties on offense so far than defense in the first quarter. Penny Sewell just had a penalty on him, and I'm not seeing how that's possible because he's literally perfect uh, yeah. <laughs> specimen. But uh, yeah, you notice how they didn't show a replay of that holding call? It's because it's bullshit. Lions versus ESPN. Um, but you know, uh, the defense it was perfectly summed up on that second down play. They had, I think, maybe second and seven, and uh, they hand the ball off to Aaron Jones, and it would have been a perfect, perfect chance to get them in a third and five plus. They they had two guys in the backfield before Aaron Jones made a cut, and he makes the cut, and he gets by both of them, picks up six yards, third and one, easy convert. They go down the field and score. Jamie Collins has also uh, missed a couple tackles already and has fallen over the place looking like a bumbling fool, so that's been good. Yeah, he's six. Penalty for a Warrior. The, the whole defense. Oh, and we're back well, to oh, we're back to ESPN, yeah. and now they're showing we're Stafford the Ram stuff. So We're getting the ESPN graphics. Oh, Lord. Let's uh, see what they're saying. The last Lions Monday night game without Matthew Stafford. October 8th, 2001. Wow. All right, we're going to watch the second quarter. All right, it is now halftime. I don't know why the second quarter seemed so much longer than the first. It's Bud Light number four. Uh, um. 17-14 at halftime. The Lions are currently leading. Uh, everyone on ESPN is acting like they are witnessing a miracle. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Which we kind of are a little bit. Uh, where, where do you want to go with this first? I mean, it's pretty impressive. We were, we were 12-point so dogs coming into this game. The fact that we're leading at halftime is very strange. I'm feeling really good about the, uh, about the Lions uh, money line bet that I – or the, the spread, sorry, spread. Sorry, the Lions spread that I that I bet they spread. Were. I mean, you should be feeling very good about that. But anything can obviously happen in the second half. I like what you were saying though a little bit earlier. This game was either going to be the Packers really do have some problems, or, or it's the Aaron Rodgers revenge game where he just yes. wails on us. And like going into halftime, I think it's pretty clear that the Packers are. They have some problems. Dysfunctional right now. Uh, their their defense looks – I mean, they're making Jared Goff look like, like has, an all-pro quarterback right if now. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think he has two incompletions. Three. He's thir- 13 to 16, two touchdowns. To yeah. To to be fair, there's a lot of deke and dunk passes that are going on, but, but the offensive line has been really good tonight. Really, really good. He's had all the time in the world to throw. They've been doing a really good job of splitting 
the passing game and running game. They're almost Great dead balance. even. Yeah. Uh, and this is – we've talked about before. This is where Goff will like, – he'll yep. strive in these situations where it's like they can establish the run and the play action and he's got like t- time in the pocket. Like this yeah. is how he's going to succeed and we're seeing it so far in this game. 100%. Could not agree more. He's making good decisions. He's making great throws. Also, uh, Quintus Cephas is looking like – Pretty good oh tonight. God, he's actually man. been a he almost, he almost came a down with that touchdown. touchdown. Holy shit! I had a, a plate of pizza in my in my uh, crotchial region. Crotchial region. If you would have made that catch, my wall would have painted pizza. Currently, <laughs> I mean, it would have been sensational. But uh, yeah, I mean, golf looks great. The offense looks very good at the moment. They had. Four possessions in the first half. Three of them were scoring. The clock management in the last one was very questionable. I, I would just say it's straight up bad. I mean, yeah. they they had a whole minute on the clock, and they so they burned 30 seconds of it. It's first and 10, and then the Lions run um, like an up-the-gut with Jamal Williams. He picks up three yards. At this moment, there's probably about a minute and two left. Three timeouts. They let the clock run. There's really no sense of urgency to get a playoff. It gets all the way down to, I don't know, 32 seconds. And Goff drops back. He has all day to throw. He finds Hawk wide open across the middle. They pick up another 15 to 20. And now there's 24 seconds left. They, They pull a timeout. It really just makes you wonder, you know, they call one timeout. They have two uh, timeouts left with a minute, and then they do that play. And they get – This is insane, you fool. They get, uh, you know, basically a, a full minute with at least one timeout or 50 seconds with two timeouts, and they spike the ball there to work from the 25, which is a lot better. They, yeah, they probably Either could have way. came away with this drive with a touchdown if they yeah. if they managed that a little bit better. But you know what? Regardless, hey, we're sitting here. It's 17-14 at halftime. I guess we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be complaining too much. Goff has looked perfect. The defense has been problematic, but not as bad as it potentially could be. Again, The Packers have three possessions in the first half. Two of them are touchdowns. They get one stop. And I will say they've done a very good job of containing Devonta Adams to this point. He's got about three, three catches. catches for almost 30 three yards right three. now. Uh, I mean, I'm, we're expecting adjustments at halftime, but like as of right now, they're doing a good job, like shutting him down and not making him a huge. They're not letting Rodgers cook very much either. They're just ground pound well, Aaron Jones. Yeah, I was gonna say, who's having a great. I was night, gonna say he's having a great night. They don't really need Rodgers to cook right now because Aaron Jones is just running the ball all over us. Yeah, uh, the linebackers on this team. They fucking suck. Sorry about that whammy. They suck. I'm screaming into the mic because I hate them. Bring it, bitch. You know what doesn't suck is this cold, cold, fresh Bud Light. Beer me. Put in Derek Barnes. I was screaming about this in the first quarter. I know Lions Twitter is begging for it. He cannot be as bad as these two guys. Jamie Collins just looked like pure dog shit tonight. He's he cannot a, he's be. really bad. He's and you really know bad. what? Even if he is, he's a rookie. 
These guys have been in the league for 20 years each, 40 years combined. Please, for the love of God, put in this rookie who can possibly build on his career and become something useful to us. You know, was another um, a sad observation that I made a little bit ago before halftime was that uh, I looked over and I was like, you know what, man? It's kind of sad because, like, I-, I really don't notice that Jeff Okuda's not playing. You can't even – it's not even like a big difference yeah, you know, that our number three overall cornerback is not present in the lineup. Completely fair. And a warrior is covering Devontae uh, Adams. Um, again, I will say that Rodgers hasn't had to torch us because Aaron Jones – They're losing. The game, I mean, but, they're losing yeah, the game. But you, but you look at the three possessions they've had – he got sacked on that third down on a broken play, or or we actually rushed the quarterback well, which I refuse to believe we did. Um, but other than that, I mean, they've had two drives where they're just getting anything they want. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Any other uh, big takeaways or notes before our second half resumes? TJ Hawkinson is the elite. Yeah, his uh, his touchdown catch was spectacular. The, the catch was great. The throw was perfect. It was yes. uh, it was a really beautiful play. Um, I know we talked about I think last week him possibly leapfrogging over Darren Waller or George Kittle or uh, Travis Kelsey into that top three range. I um I don't know if there is a top three anymore. I think there might be a top four, and I think this guy has to be a part of the conversation. We're going to kick you in the teeth. 100%. I mean, like, he is phenomenal. He is, he's kicked his way into the top four. He, I think he did. I think he made a top four, and I think you can really, I mean, imagine if he was on one of those teams. So you're saying it's, it's, it's Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Hawkinson? Hawkinson. Yes. I think he's in that group. I really do. I really do. I mean, he is having a sensational year so far. Yeah, I guess if you're splitting it up into like, here's the tiers of tight end in the NFL, He's he would be in that tier. Yes, yeah, like 100%. he might not be as statistically or fantasy wise as productive as those guys yet, but like he's on his way. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, you look at you look at this year. Granted, we're only we're only two weeks in, and Hawkinson's only played six quarters of football, but. Uh, Kittle has had two very bad games. He has not been a part of their offense at all. Maybe that changes when Trey Lance gets in, because he will eventually. But Hawkinson has put up already through six quarters of football much better stats than Kittle has through eight. So we're about to start the third quarter, 17-14. The Packers are receiving the ball. I have to imagine that they're going to go down and score, and we're going to be trailing. Uh, yeah, what's your before we peace out here? What's your uh, half or your sorry your end of game final score? What are you thinking? Um, thirty thirty five no thirty eight thirty one thirty eight thirty one Packers Packers okay. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go uh, 28, uh, 31 Lions. Oh, baby! Let's go Lions. Let's go Lions. We're going to bite a kneecap off. I All think right. this. I think this is the continuation of the defunct uh, Packers uh, organization here. Everything crumbling. Aaron Rodgers being a drama queen and telling the media, "Hey, don't worry about it. We're another week." So interesting. All right, let's get we'll that see upset. You at the end of the third. Later. All right, third quarter. Spirits are oh, much lower. Um, that was <laughs> as bad as it could have gone. You know, I can't wait to hear this back and be like halftime. We're like, you know what? You know what? Yeah. We're all and then then just this. You just, you pick the lines to win this. Yeah. yeah. We, I, uh, we don't score a point. This is insane, you fool. So Packers come out. I believe we had them on a third and twelve, dead to rights. We put uh, the rookie Ilafanu, whatever you, however you pronounce his fucking name, I'm gonna be cursing a lot out. It's gonna be a lot of bleeps in this segment. Oh, we're putting this out like pretty much yeah. live. So, all right, that's fine. Going on. Yeah. Um, we put this guy on an island with Devonte Adams, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Melafonwu, Melafonwu, um, which I'm pretty sure is still not how you pronounce yeah, it. So but close enough. Um, put him on an island with Devontae Adams and Tracy Walker is minutes behind coverage, minutes behind helping over the top. They get actually burnt on third and 12. They pick up like what, 40, 45 yards. Devontae Adams in the third quarter went from 30, a little shy of 30 at halftime to over a hundred. He was uh, he was very open this entire quarter, and uh, they turn that into seven. Rodgers goes three for three, eighty-two yards on a touchdown on that drive. Um, our pursuing drive looks pretty pretty good. Yeah, up until we sure. get a, a fourth and one. Unfortunate. I mean, look, we we both said like you know if they don't get this, uh, that's, that's yeah, that's one hundred percent. That's it because that you need you needed to go toe to toe with them and, and keep yeah. scoring to have any any shot at this game. And uh, they, you know, the, the play call wasn't horrible. It just it just didn't happen. And uh, momentum's just been swinging for Green Bay ever since. And I I do think that they should have ran that ball. I really do. I think it. it You've been picking up third and ones all night on the ground. They are probably expecting you to throw the ball for some reason. But uh, the Packers turn that into seven, and now Jared Goff, Goff fumbles, the, fumbles ball. the ball. And, Packers uh, are in the red zone right now. Game just came yeah. back. Deacon Dunk, Robert Tanyan's had a good night. And he's picking up a first down because these guys don't know how to tackle. They don't know how to pursue the ball correctly. They they always get they always get swung up on that. Look at that. That's Romeo Cora getting blocked by Robert Tanyan, and then Tanyan takes off for a pickup of twelve in the well, first down. Last thing I'll say before we get back to the fourth quarter here, uh, yeah. I'm guessing that Matt Lafleur is a follower of the Gridiron Zeros podcast on Twitter because Lucas uh, tweeted out the key to the game: just throw it in the middle of the field. Oh my god, we didn't even get beat up the linebackers, linebackers, and uh, you'll score. And they've Those done that. Guys every- suck. Yeah, almost every play in the second half. So, all right, uh, that'll do it for the third quarter. We got one more to go. Yep. Oh, nice! Hey, who was that? Tell me that was AJ Parker. 
Yep. Yep. That they, they should be, dude. Oh my gosh. There are so many players on this team that they should be playing more that they're not. Fourth quarter recap coming after this. Stay tuned. All right. It's fourth quarter recap. Um, we lost. We didn't score another point in the second half. Held completely scoreless. Packers go on to score 21 unanswered. Um, oh, that's – come on. Yeah. Much, much yeah. – uh, yeah. Much poorer effort in the uh, in the second half, and yeah, I was just saying to Lucas when this was wrapping up here, like you know, Peyton Manning's on the ESPN broadcast right now, going, "Oh, Detroit, just run the ball in the fourth quarter." But like, literally last week or all week long, everyone's talking about they love the you know the Lions keep fighting, they keep fighting, blah blah. blah. They're doing the same thing here by throwing the yeah. ball. They're just not winning the game or like in close to winning the game. So kind of weird that they uh, made that point, but. No, it was a really, uh, really stark contrast to the first half in this game. Pretty much everything on everything on offense went as it went really well in the first half. Everything looked really good. Goff looked great. He looked really good, and like we held Devonta Adams to thirty yards in the first half, and uh, they just come out and make these adjustments, and uh, yeah, we didn't score a single point. Green yeah, Bay takes suck. it. Final score officially thirty five seventeen. Detroit's zero and two. Rodgers uh, has four touchdown passes on the night. Green Bay jumps to one and one. Um, I mean, it's it's an expected outcome, yeah. but it's it's just disappointing after seeing a first half where there was some juice. That's the worst thing about it. There was some juice that in the first really half. Is. It's like when you when you come out the way that you come out, you give us hope, and then you just lay a turd like that in the second half. That's the most frustrating thing. Like, it wasn't even, like, it was it was bad. Like, it was it was really bad. Like, it was. Like, like Goff looked terrible in the it second half. It was that, that, that fourth and one. That, like, that was that all momentum 100% went. the turning point. Yep, 100%. And it, it, wasn't, it wasn't horrible. But the next drive, Goff fumbles. The drive after that, I think he throws the pick. Important to know, it did start punts. raining in yeah. Green Bay. And like, you know, the ball was slippery, so Goff drops it, fumbles it. And, and that was lose the ball on downs again. I mean, it, it just won. The whole second half stampeded into what was just an awful half of football. And it, it just it makes it so much worse if the Packers just feel the need to celebrate this. Like they just want a big game. It's like you guys were supposed to do this from the get-go. The fact that it was even that close in the fact or uh the fact God, there's been a little bud light consumed in <laughs> The fact that it was that close in the first half should be concerning. For any Packers fan. Well, yeah, but like they came back in the end and they, you know, it was a dominant second half, you know. It should have been like that from the get go. Well, that's, that's what I'm taking away from this game is that first half, like we saw that, you know, the Lions, at least offensively, like they. Offensively, we do have potential. They are competent at times and they played a lights out first half and were really impressive. It's kind of the polar opposite of last week where the first half was kind of like very bad. not good. And then the second half, they kind of rallied and they kind really of good. they kind of carried the energy into yeah. this game, I feel like, a bit. Like, we're, you know, they're the under, underdogs going in and maybe a little, you know, 
underestimated, but uh, they just they peter out in the second half, and it's just it's not even close. So no, it was terrible, um, really unfortunate outcome, uh, but uh, not too shocking. It really sucks too because the uh, the uh, spread did not cover, so uh, didn't uh, yeah. didn't cash out on that one. That no, was unfortunate. It's too bad. Here's what I want moving forward. Is this your week three hit list? No, it's not the week three hit list. I'll uh, I'll post that on Twitter later. Please, for the love of God, put in AJ Parker, put in Derek Barnes. Yeah, they they were the Packers were just picking on our linebackers. Strip all the second that half. captain's patch off a lot. Uh, Alonze, whatever. I don't give a shit what his name is. The guy shouldn't be on the team. Period. He uh he single handed that drive where. They came. They came and scored after a kickoff. Like he single handedly was the reason that they him? got that far down the field. Devonte Adams burned Collins him. Suck. Devonte Adams burned him for a huge, huge catch and run, and then he gets a penalty to move him up to the one yard line on a third down, and they just run it with Aaron Jones, who had four touchdowns tonight. I mean, it was. It's just. It's so typical. It's so typical of them. The defense is so I, – I don't know. I don't know where they start with that defense. I don't. Corner. I don't know if, Corner. if you start with the secondary because there's nobody good on the secondary at this point. There's nobody. I don't – Tracy Walker stinks. Will Harris stinks. Warmier, no good. Akuda stinks. I, I would say Warrior is the only only guy who's, like, not – Maybe. Not horrible, but – Linebackers. Alonze, Alonze, Alonzo, don't give a shit what his name is. Stinks. Jamie Collins stinks. Defensive line, Trey Flowers. We're paying him how much? Don't care. You Get know, him out. Nor- normally, I would put a lot more effort into uh, editing out all the flubs and uh, mispronunciations of names, but uh, I'm just not it doing it right with this. Let's just let it roll. It's fine. Uh, Nick Williams. Who- where did this guy come from? He, has, he had a nice he night. Was, he was the only one. He's the only player on the defensive side that deserves a game ball. Two two sacks. Two right? sacks and a tackle for a loss, I'm pretty sure. And he was all over the field. I mean, I he saw was. him all night. So, yeah, he uh, he was the only guy in defense who, who really showed up and had a great game. Where is Romeo? We just re-signed this guy to a huge contract because he was the only player that could generate pressure for our team. And – well, you don't hear him, his name at all. Him or Brockers or Flowers. Or Brockers or Flowers. I, well, I mean, like Trey, like we haven't heard his name since he signed with the team. <laughs> right. Well, we got anything else you want to say before we uh, wrap up this uh, no, miserable I Monday mean, night? Like, I get so down on the team, but like for what? You and I both predicted this to happen. Yeah, this is to be expected. I, you know, yeah. it sucks. It, the only the only reason that it's just it's shitty is because the first half is yeah, legitimately promising. Yeah. So just to see it all crumble down in just an epic fashion was really it's, upsetting. It's but uh, it really is. You know what? Next week we're uh, we're on to uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. So well, I mean, that will be can't good. wait to watch that one in person. This is Zossie. It's not Zossie. It's not Zossie.